Hello, everybody, and welcome to the uh, Superstar SDR series. We are here with uh, Jackie Lipnicki for episode Hi. number two. Hello, Jackie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Doing great. Um, good to have you here. It's uh, exciting. Uh, we've uh, before this, you know, recording, we've been talking a little bit about your work, and I'm really excited for you to share. Uh, some of the awesome work you've been doing at Ion Interactive with uh, our audience today. So, uh, how's your day been? Pretty good. Busy. Uh, we're growing quickly. So, did a lot of interviewing some new BDRs. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, you've been, yeah, it's, it's been apparent you've been super busy. So, um, help the audience <laughs> understand, you know, let's dive right in. Um, quick background. What does your company do? Basically, we help marketers to create and scale interactive content. People don't really care about PDFs anymore, so we repurpose that into things like quizzes and assessments and interactive eBooks and white papers, so that way it's more effective, engaging, and measurable. Cool, that's awesome. So let's talk about you know BDRs, SDRs, sales team. Dive right in there. Uh, help me understand your team. Do you have a? Do you do both inbound and outbound? Have you split the teams between people doing inbound and outbound? Everybody doing everything? Yeah, um, we're kind of broken up into three different categories. So we do inbound leads, which are people that specifically fill out a form and request a demo. We have MGLs, marketing generated leads that are basically people that have downloaded like a case study or a white paper, kind of warmer leads. And then we have sales generated leads that are totally cold outreach that are just input by our sales team. And we go after um, totally cold accounts and leads. Cool, that's awesome. Um, so let's talk about what your company provides you again. Some of these are marketing generated leads, MGLs, what do you call them? And then um, for those, you're, they're downloading a white paper. So they're using some form, you get their data. Um, but when you're going outbound, uh, do you get accounts, do you get uh, leads assigned to you? How much data do you get? Yeah, um, so we have somebody on our team who does all of our data entry. She's actually going out and doing um, manually looking at different lists, like companies that are growing the fastest that, that have had the most funding and actively reaching out, going through tools like discover or glean data to find contacts and actually import them into our system and funnel them out to sales reps. Okay. And this is not an SDR. This is like a, 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 a somebody who's assisting the SDR team. So this is like a SDR enablement type of person. Exactly. She basically, we have a marketing operations person and then a separate person that does all of our sales data enhancement. So she'll actually see what the revenue's like, try to find people that have new things going on in PR world so that we can know that it's a good time to reach out to them. Wow. Amazing. So how much, how much research do SDRs do themselves? Are they, uh, you know, doing any research at all or do you try to spend, have them spend uh, all the time? And, and I know for the context of the audience here, Jackie has been an SDR and then she's not a team lead. So she she carries quota and at the same time she is uh, like hiring and managing the team. So it's an interesting role, but how much research are you and the other SDRs doing for those accounts versus just uh, purely reaching out to them? The research for the accounts themselves is pretty minimal. Um, really, I would say that the amount of research that we're doing is on the individual. So if I know that I'm prospecting Tito, I wanna look at your LinkedIn, I wanna understand what matters to you. And then I wanna have a generic idea of what your industry does so that way I can say something that's gonna be personalized and relevant. If I don't know your industry well, then I'm probably gonna spend a little more time looking at your website so that way I really know when I'm going in that I'm gonna be targeted and tailored. Right, how much time does that take every day? I mean, how many calls are you guys making versus doing research? Uh, we're making about 60 calls a day. Some reps are making as much as 100 calls a day. But I don't think that the amount of time that we spend researching is very much. It's really done as the phone is dialing. So we have an automated dialing system. 
as the phone calls being dialed, we're pulling up their LinkedIn profile and pulling up their website and basically getting a generic overview of, okay, they're in software and okay, they're focused on demand gen. Let me make sure I hit the nail on the head with this and tell them how we can help them. Perfect. And when you said an automatic dialer system, I assume that's a click to dial more than just an auto dialer, right? Um, Correct. Okay, cool. Interesting. That's, uh, that's good for, for the audience. Help us understand about your, your calling scripts and email templates. Um, how does that work? Do you have scripts for voicemails? Do you have scripts for the calls? Do you have templates? Uh, who uses so what? We spend a lot of time going through training here to talk about our ideal buyer profile. So we really try to make sure that people understand the different buyers that we're going after and what's going to resonate with them. In doing so, we really don't need to create very many call scripts because we basically are able to say, you can't, we don't have a one size fits all solution. You have to understand by looking at their LinkedIn profile, who they are and what matters to them, get their ideal buyer profile and be able to have a personalized, genuine tailored conversation. Um, so we actually don't have any kind of call scripts. As far as emails, we have very different cadences that are built out for different personas, and then we'll specifically upload people with specific titles that have messaging already pre-recorded or pre-written that'll say, you know, you're focused on engagement, you're focused on lead gen, you're focused on getting more ROI, you look like you're focused on getting more insights, you can have a more data-driven strategy. So we really try to hone in and figure out what's going to resonate with these different people. Right. So... What I'm hearing here is the SDRs have a full um, like uh, authority or full liberty to create their own uh, you know, conversations or scripts or what they're going to say on the phone. On the email side, how many emails are they just using from templates that are part of the cadence so that you, know, you build as their manager versus uh, crafting their own emails? So uh, Especially newer reps, they're definitely encouraged to use the emails that are already existing in the cadence. And then we always go by the 10-80-10 rule where you basically take what's already in there and throw in a personalized line at the top and the bottom. So it seems like this was handwritten for that person. Um, but, you know, we just brought on a new rep and he had some really great advice from a previous job. He knew how to really find ways to create a compelling story in an email. And he wrote one and said, look, I've been using this on my own. It's performing really well. Within three days, we had it in our main cadence. So awesome. we uh, definitely take feedback. And if somebody's doing something that's working, we're going to run with it. Right. Um, do you want to share a little bit more detail in regards to that? Like what, what was that specific email strategy that worked so well? Yeah. So we actually send it out on the 21st day of our cadence. And it's basically, hi, Tito. I've been reaching out to you on your direct line for three straight weeks right now. I can't seem to get a hold of you. I don't know if this isn't the right time, but the reason I think it makes sense for us to call is X, Y, Z. I can guarantee that we're going to provide a lot of value for you, and it's going to be a high-level conversation. We're not asking you to purchase anything. What time after 3 o'clock works for you on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? And right. people have basically been getting back to it with, wow, that's a really great email. Sorry that I haven't gotten back to you in three weeks you know, here's the time that works. Or the flip side of that is, you know, thanks so much for your email. I appreciate all of your persistence, but it's not something we're interested in. And so one way or another, it's generating replies, which is for us a home hitter. Right, that's awesome. So I'm, I'm hearing a couple of things here that I wanna dissect a little bit. Um, first of all, what is the subject line on that, on that email? Can't get a hold of you. Can't get a hold of you. I love that. Um, 
I've, uh, I've used things like sorry for my persistence and uh, those work also very well you have high open rate and they they're really curious to understand what who's reaching out to them and then the other thing that I find very interesting here is at the bottom you're saying what time after 3 p.m. works for you on three different days have you a B tested that versus uh, you know offering a link so they can book themselves versus you know offering less days or more days or more hours less hours or offering morning anything like that that you've tested we really haven't. Um, the rep who brought this to me, his name is Ben Pittman. Shout out to Ben. Um, he has Good basically, job, <laughs> um, he's been with us for under 90 days and this was just something he brought over from a previous company. So when we saw it working, we were giving it a go. I would say it's been in our cadence now for about a month and you're actually bringing up some great ideas. We'll definitely start to do some A-B testing around that and see what's going to drive the most uh, responses for us. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a geek in that sense. I love A-B testing everything. When, when one template starts working, it's, it, it, I A-B test everything. Um, you were talking, another question I want to ask is you were talking about response rates, but um, you know, uh, a, a quick analogy here. Uh, one of our clients for Alti Sales was getting a 38% open rate and a, like 6% response rate on one of their emails. Uh, we changed that template into a whole, a whole different one. And our our open rates went from 38 to 24 percent. Our response rate went from six percent to like four percent. However, here's an interesting thing that we did when we started looking at the percentage of positive response rates. We were getting 300 percent more positive response rates and 300 percent more meetings. So even though their percent the percentage of replies was six percent, they're only booking 0.5 percent of those meetings, right? Oh, wow. While for us, even though our response rate was like three to four percent we're booking about like 2% of those meetings. And therefore, um, even though the open and response rate seemed to be going in the wrong, wrong direction, the amount of pipeline built through that email was, was better. Um, is, that, is that something that you're trying to measure or in, in some shape, way or form, trying to investigate or have you thought about that? Um, I'll be honest with you. It's not something that we've been tracking. Like we don't have a special metric that's going to show us positive responses versus negative. So it's not something that we have analytics into, but it's definitely something that we consider. You know, um, this email I'm talking about in particular, we're finding that most of the responses we get, even if they're not nows, they're almost never no thank yous or take me off your list. So right. we definitely find that we're getting people that are somewhat engaged or feel like that they understand that this was more of a personalized touch for them. And it's building more rapport. It really isn't one of those that's getting responses that are, this is spam, this is junk. It's, it's, pulling up people's heartstrings a little more. Right. Um, but definitely something that we think about when we do start sending out emails and we're getting a lot of, this is trash, this is spam, take me off your list, unsubscribe. You know, those are the templates that we want to get rid that. of right away. Yeah. Right, you want to minimize that as much as possible. Yeah, the, the way we've been testing that internally, um, it's, it's interesting. I, I love, this is like my favorite thing that has come out in sales development in the past, maybe six to six months or a year. Um, we use Outreach, and Outreach has a, a little plugin that has a happy, neutral, and sad face. Uh, what that does is the rep, when you re receive that response, I tell them, if any response is uh, take me off your list or unsubscribe or uh, never contact me again or I'm going to report you to can spam or whatever, uh, <laughs> which is like you're offending me by adding me to a list, that's a negative. Anything that's like not right now, later on, maybe in the future, that's neutral. And anything that's either a strong referral, like, hey, let me, I'm copying my, my colleague Katie to talk to you or uh, booking a meeting is a positive. And that has really helped us shape uh, uh, our response rates and A-B test a lot of stuff. So 
um, I don't know, maybe something to look into for you know both you and, and the audience that's that's looking at this. I think that'd be interesting. 100%. Um, yeah, let's talk a little bit more about your uh, compensation structure for SDRs in terms of like what what do you value? Um, are you? I assume like most uh, organizations, there's a base and then there's an OTE. Help me understand. Um, do you uh, base that uh, OTE? They get bonuses for meetings booked, meetings performed, pipeline created, revenue closed. What are you looking at? So basically the way we operate is just bases and then flat bonuses. So for bonuses, you're going to get a bonus for any deal you open that closes. You're going to get a bonus based on how many um, qualified opportunities you open over the course of a month. Um, and that's a flat bonus. You either hit your number or you don't. And then we're going to offer bonuses for how many um, opportunities you're opening in a set period of time. So how many are open, how many are qualified, and then how many deals you open that are actually closing. Right. So it's not like a an additional bonus per meeting open or per meeting booked or an additional bonus per pipeline created, you, you're saying it's binary. So if you, let's say the, the number is 20 open, open meetings, right? So if you book 20 meetings, you get the bonus, you open 19, you don't get the bonus. Um, same with the qualified, let's say the number is 10. If you, if you, if you get 10 qualified or 20 qualified or 50 qualified, you get the exact same bonus. If you hit nine, you don't get the bonus. Correct. Okay, that's interesting. And uh, you were telling me you're trying to change that in the future so that it's kind of like on a more per meeting basis. Uh, wh why do you think that's a, that's a better way to structure it? What, what's... Um, the more that I've been reading into sales development and things that are really going to motivate, motivate and incentivize different people to perform is knowing that you're being rewarded for all of your work. So like you said, if your goal is to get 15 ops in a month and you're only opening 14, that's really disheartening. And it's hard to motivate somebody to then next month really strive to get that 15. And it's a really easy way, I think, for people to become discouraged, especially if they are performing well. Maybe they were out for a week. Maybe they missed a couple of days because they were sick. That's it. That's all their money. It's hit or miss. So I think being able to have the opportunity to basically um, get a bonus for every single opportunity that you, know, you open that shows up to the meeting. I think that's much more valuable and a really good uh, direction for us to probably be looking at for next year. Right, and uh, then you're 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 of course one of the top. You're the top performer. That's why you're moving to this career path of of management and now building a team. How much over quota were you maybe like in your best month? And how about like last month? Are you at 110, 130, 150 percent, 200? Like, how much? Um, better are you? Last month, I was I was one opportunity short of being double quota. Okay, well, so close to 200% of quota. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, that's great. Uh, but then, like, it's, it seems like from your uh, incentive structure right now, you, it's not like you, you get a high bonus for that. You're just getting a little bit maybe over somebody who would have barely hit their quota or barely passed their quota. Interesting. That's right. Yeah. Another I, I, reason I'm starting to really think about how do we get these uh, per bonus deals going. <laughs> of course. Yeah, definitely. You got to do that. When you feel the pain, it's easier, right? As a manager, I've been there, done that. I, uh, I've, I've made a lot of cold calls and now I, I incentivize uh, in, in my organizations, the reps very, very strongly. Um, they have maybe a, a lower base than most other companies would give them, but very strong OTEs. And, uh, and yeah, I know other organizations doing the same. And I, I like having people who are, um, we're very motivated to, to do very well. So um, let's dive into your specific strategies as well. Um, or actually, yeah, let's dive into the strategies. We'll talk about your team structure in a little bit too. 
Um, tell me about your secret sauce. You were almost a double quota. What percentage of your meetings are coming from phone, from email, from social, and any other methods? I don't know what you're doing. Um, I think month over month, it kind of changes, but I would say that from a high level, I'm probably getting about 75% of my opportunities from the phone, maybe about 15% from email, and about 10% of those from social. I will say that of those 15, 10% from email and social, more often than not, they're basically somebody getting back to a voicemail that I sent. And it's me saying, hey, I've been trying to get in touch with you. And I leave a really personalized, compelling voicemail. And then they say back in one of those channels, oh, I got your voicemail. You know, glad you messaged that you shot over an email or sent over a LinkedIn message. Wow, um, yeah, that's incredible. I mean, 75% phone. A lot of the SDRs I, I, I talk to nowadays um, aren't even picking up the phone. They're like, no, no, email, email is the best. Um, so I want to, I want to dissect this. I want to reverse engineer, um, <laughs> your strategy here. Like we did with that email, uh, who is your, your, you're talking about, this is all about like marketing and helping them with their, with their forms and things like that. So who's your ideal customer profile and, uh, who's the buyer persona you're reaching after? So it kind of varies. We're definitely not a one size all, one size fits all solution. Um, we are helping all different people in marketing teams and creative teams. We help everyone, designers and developers. So um, we offer solutions for basic marketers to be able to go in and create really great content. We offer solutions so that a designer or developer can go in and create content from a blank template. So um, mm, yeah. I really have to be able to tailor my message and understand what's going to resonate with them because a designer developer probably isn't thrilled by hearing the word template. A marketing manager loves the idea template. Right. We have different opportunities. So um, basically for my strategy, my secret sauce, I'm going to look at that person's LinkedIn profile as I'm dialing. I'm going to understand what they're challenged with. And then I'm going to be able to go in and say, based on what matters to you and what's specific to you and your goals and the KPIs that you're being measured on, I can help you. And here's how. And I leave that in a very short voicemail or I'm able to get that out within the first few seconds of my opener. And that's usually what makes me um, stand out. And I seem like I've really done my homework and done my research and I know what they're faced with. And so I'm able to build more rapport. That's incredible. We're going to dive deeper here. Um, let's, let's, are you comfortable with doing a mock call? Like what if I pretend to be a marketer and you just called, call me right now? Go for it. Okay, cool. So another another thing that I teach my reps is I don't like coaching when when um, the uh, cameras are on because now you're seeing my face, you can see my reaction. So what I'm gonna do is I'm I'm just gonna turn around and I'm gonna pick up your phone call. And uh, who do you want me to be? What, what's my official title? Am I VP of marketing? Am I director of marketing? Uh, is it very specific to a specific like demand generation? Um, you can be head of marketing. Um, I'm gonna put you at a software company. Okay. And based on your LinkedIn, we're going to say that you're focused on getting more ROI from your content marketing strategy and driving more qualified leads. Okay. And you found that in how long did it take to find that? It's as the phone is ringing, you say you're pulling out my, my LinkedIn. So you don't even... seconds, 30 seconds. I know the keywords I'm looking for and I can basically, you know, the phone's ringing and I'm pulling it up and ideally they have a gatekeeper or something that's going to stall them a little longer if they have a whole big paragraph. But you know, okay. if, if I have the direct dial, give it to me, I'm ready to go and I can find it. You know, I know what a VPO marketing wants. Cool. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. So, um, phone's ringing. I'm not looking at you. It says, um, ring, ring, ring. Uh, hello, this is Tom. Hi, Tom. This is Jackie Litnicki from Ion Interactive. Does my name sound familiar? I'd shot over an email for you this morning. Uh, no. What are you calling me about? 
Um, I'll keep this really short. I know I'm catching you off guard. And given that you're the VP of marketing, I can only imagine how many cold calls you get a day. Um, no. I was looking at your LinkedIn and I can see right on there that you're looking at finding ways to drive more ROI from your content marketing programs. And you have a big goal around driving more qualified leads. I've been helping a lot of marketers with these initiatives by repurposing existing content. And I definitely think there are a couple different areas where we can help out. Wanted to schedule some time with you in a virtual meeting and basically show you some examples and walk you through a few different test ideas. If uh, you no, no, you know, you know what? We, uh, we, we, we don't work with agencies. I, I, we're really happy. We run everything in house. So I, I think we're all good for now. I totally understand. And I really appreciate where you're coming from. Um, but I'm glad you said that we're actually not an agency. We're an extension of in-house teams. We're a software as a service. We give you guys the ability to be able to create more effective experiences and reduce the amount of budget that you're spending and ultimately improve on the speed to market. Is that something that would be of interest to you to learn a little bit more about? So you're a software, you know, I, I, think, I think we're all good for now. Like we, we have a team that builds all the, all the content and um, you know, it's, it's working well so far. So I, I, this is not an initiative for now, but uh, thanks for the call. Absolutely. And thank you so much for your time. Um, I just wanted to ask, and like I said, I know you're busy, so I'll be respectful of your time. You mentioned that you guys are already seeing success and that you already have teams in house that are creating content. Are you creating any kind of interactive content like quizzes or assessments, interactive infographics? Because we're seeing from a lot of marketers that are in your space that these are driving about two to three times more conversions and providing much more insight so that you can really have a data-driven strategy. And I think that it's gonna help you with your goals around um, lead qualification. And I just wanted to see if that's something that you've ever considered and if it might make sense for me to follow back up with you. Yeah, yeah, that, that is something that uh, we're, we're thinking about. So you can totally uh, follow back up with me. Um, so you build forms as well? Like I, maybe I didn't understand too well what, what you're doing. Yeah, so we create everything from interactive next generation landing pages all the way to interactive microsites. So we're finding ways to take content that audiences aren't consuming anymore, like PDFs, and putting them into these formats that are going to be much more compelling, snackable, and digestible. So if you're thinking about your audience and what matters to them, they want to feel like they have a personalized connection to your brand. And that's really what we're able to provide for you guys. Um, when you ask about forms, is lead generation a big focus for you or something that you guys have experienced any challenges around? Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's something we're looking into now. So, so maybe we can talk further. It's a, it's a busy time right now. Can you call me maybe tomorrow or, or, or when, will that work for you? Yeah, actually, you know what? I would like to set up a go to meeting with you. So that way I can show you my screen, like I mentioned before, and make sure there isn't any kind of confusion. Do you have time tomorrow? Maybe we can do like 2 p.m. for 30 minutes? Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Yeah, uh, 2 p.m. sounds good. Okay, and I have your email address here. So let me just confirm that that's correct with you. And just so that I know and I can prepare for the call, is there anything in particular that you want to go over? Anything I said today that, you know, really jumped out at you? Um, well, the, the building forms is the most important part uh, that we're thinking about right now. But uh, yeah, I'd like to see what else you you have in place where that area in general is of interest right now. Okay. All right. I'm going to loop in my colleague as well. Um, she's working with a lot of marketers in your space. And so she's going to be a great resource for you. Her name is Megan. Um, and she'll be able to lead the conversation and show you some examples and definitely dive in deeper. Amazing. Uh, that was great. You back the meeting. So, and I was trying to be purposely like a pain there, um, just to have Jackie, you know, <laughs> like really hustle um, and and see what you're doing. So it's it's interesting. You're talking a lot about the insights. You're talking a lot about the KPIs. Seems like you really understand your your buyer persona very well. How long did it take you? How long does it take you when you onboard a 
an SDR to be this well-versed into what the client's doing? So we have what we basically break down as BDR ones and BDR twos. And so that's a difference of people that are fresh out of college that might not have any kind of marketing experience. And then we have the next level of BDR, which is people that are already familiar with the digital marketing landscape. And those people are obviously going to ramp up a little bit quicker because they already are able to speak the language and kind of talk the talk. Um, mm -hmm. The BDRs that are greener and really don't have any kind of marketing background, we spend a lot more time with them making sure that they're understanding different examples, making sure that they understand our case studies, making sure they understand what challenges we solve, and diving really deep into our buyer personas so that way they can have peer-to-peer -peer conversations. Right. Yeah, that's nice. That makes a lot of sense. What What does a BDR1 need to do to become a BDR2? I assume there's a, maybe a difference in, in their salary or something, or do they need to pass a test? Is it a matter of time? Is it a matter of meetings booked? Um, so this is actually a new initiative. This is something that we recently oh. started. So um, we're basically looking into doing micro promotions from within the BDR team. We've just now been um, looking at BDRs that are in the greener space. This is probably an initiative within the last 30 days. Nice. So um, it's definitely, you know, one of the things that we have a ramp up plan for is that after a certain amount of um, opportunities that our greener ops are opening, they're going to get that micro promotion to the next level of BDR. Awesome. Um, a couple other questions. Let's uh, move away from talking about the, the, the phone call. That was incredible. I hope the audience uh, loves that. Please leave your comments below in the comment section. Uh, now I feel like a YouTuber. But I, I love to hear what people think about um, our, our call interaction. Um, and then the last questions I want to ask you is tell me about your team structure. You have BDRs. You call them BDRs. Some people call them SDRs, ADRs, whatever the name is. But we talked about inbound, outbound, and so on. Um, are they paired up with an AE or uh, do you have a bunch of SDRs, BDRs, and a bunch of AEs? How do the opportunities get distributed? Um, it's all round robin. So each ADC or BDR has their own um, round robin that they follow up with. And then we have a separate one that's specific for inbound opportunities so that we make sure that inbounds are evenly distributed and then outbound and MGLs are evenly distributed. Oh, that's interesting. So it's not even a company-wide uh, BDR because what I've seen is sometimes the BDRs try to hack around the, the company like the company round robin like they know what the order is going to be so then they book a meeting but they don't yet put it in because they don't want it to go to a specific AE but it seems like what you're doing is like each BDR needs to send one meeting to each AE before they can send a, again to the first AE is that is that what's happening correct Wow, that's really smart. I haven't seen too many. And how about the scheduling? Like, they, they just need to know who their who their next meeting is for, and they can check the calendar on their, like, on their Google Calendar, or whatever they're using, right? Or right. So we know who's calendar? going to be up next in our own individual round robin, and we keep that person's calendar up. So I know that if Tito's next, I'm going to have my calendar as well as Tito's calendar up, and then I know that the next day I have Megan, you know, or the next op I have Megan, once I've booked my opportunity with Tito, I pull up Megan's calendar and that's it. That's all I look at. Genius. I love it. So, so much uh, more simple. Uh, great. Uh, let's talk. Uh, last question. Last topic of the day is um, spiffs or cool things that you do for SERs. Um, how does this work? Do you throw some incentives here and there once in a while for different things? Help me understand what, what things can they do to earn spiffs? And uh, what do you usually, what, what, what kind of your reps get? Um, I think my favorite spiff that we have to offer is a tool that we use called Bonusly. Basically, each one of us gets an allowance of bonus points and we can allocate those to different people based on different things that they've done. So I can be like, oh, Tito, thanks so much for booking this great op for me. You asked a really bun a bunch of great questions beforehand. So I was able to be really successful on my AE call. 
here's 50 bonusly points. And then you can then use those and um, spend them in basically our online store to either buy PTO or you can use it for PayPal or you can use it to donate to hurricane relief for the Red Cross. And then you can also use it for all different kinds of cards for like Chipotle or Target or Starbucks, whatever you want. Oh, that's awesome. So, so it seems like a, like a personal like company internal currency. Uh, then it's like, it's, it's like props, but also, hey, you get a monetary reward with that. So people can exactly that one another. That's awesome. Um, we do some so, other things too, but that's my favorite. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, give me a one second. Do, do, do. Yeah. Um, last question is, you know, part of our, um, part of our initiatives here at Alti sales is to do like remote sales boot camps and hire SDRs and send them remote, go to places like Cancun and go skydiving and, and scuba diving and wildlife rafting and things like that. So, um, would you as an SDR, this is just out of curiosity for my own research purposes, but would you as an SDR, as an SDR manager, have you ever thought of as a spiff, like if somebody's doing really well, send them off to work remote from the beach in Cancun for six months? Is that something you would have done maybe out of college? Um, it's not something that's been offered to me, but I wish it had been. It sounds awesome. Um, you kind of said the magic words with sky, uh, scuba diving. So, uh, yeah, I could definitely see, you know, if somebody was willing to offer that to me as a college kid, that would be right up my alley. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah, I'll, uh, I know you're in Florida, so it's not too far from you guys. I'll have to go explore um, some of the other companies in Boca Raton and see what <laughs> people are up to. It's a very short flight to Cancun, so it'll be easy to set up. So maybe we'll talk more about it after our meeting. Um, I think that's <laughs> all I have for today, actually. Um, hopefully that was, uh, that was fun for you. Um, tell, tell the audience a little bit more how to get in touch with you um, or do you want to get in touch with the audience? Are you open to answering questions? How do they contact you? I'm very open to answering any kind of questions. I'd love any kind of feedback, um, especially if you can give me critiques on my cold call because I don't get that very often anymore. Um, my email is uh, jlipnicki, L-I-P as in Peter, N as in Nancy, I-C-K-I, and that's at ioninteractive.com. And my direct line is 561-922-6139. And again, I'm Jackie Litnicki with Ion Interactive. That is awesome. I bet you're going to have a bunch of people now cold call you and uh, figure out what other tools they can sell you to make your team more effective because you told us all about how your organization works. So that's awesome. As long as they're personalized. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Right? As, as long as they know what your KPIs are, uh, happy to talk to them. Uh, cool. Thanks, everybody. Um, Tito Board. I won't give out my email um, or my phone. You find a way to get in touch with me. You can send me a LinkedIn message. If I don't respond, send me another LinkedIn message. If I don't respond, send me another one. At some point, I'll get back to you, um, especially if your message is targeted and personalized. Uh, you're providing value. So thanks again. It was a pleasure talking to you, Jackie. And uh, if anybody has any questions, please put it in the comments. If this was helpful, if Jackie's cold call was amazing, which I think it was, share, um, share the blog post, uh, share with your network. And uh, yeah, ho hopefully we'll do a bunch of... Uh, other other interviews as well. Thanks everybody. Thanks, Thank Jackie. Thank you.